Good evening. Thank you for joining me again. This has been a difficult week. We have seen here in the Sacramento area a return to violence. Um, in my own neighborhood, a week ago, a young woman was killed at a cemetery while visiting a friend who was uh, there because of an act of violence. She just happened to be an innocent bystander. There was another shooting just down the street from my house. And this goes on top of the violence we are seeing across the country. We are seeing low-grade violence in grocery stores and on street corners and, you know, where people are confronting each other over wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or being forced to wear a mask. We have descended into a period of time where we are granting ourselves a moral authority over other people that we actually shouldn't have. We have serious issues that need to be resolved. And, you know, the coronavirus and wearing a mask is a good idea, but doesn't mean mandates are. Right? Mandates are the exception that we should use force to force this type of behavior. Well, there's consequences to that. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. What happens when you make something a law is you turn people who don't do it into criminals. Is that really how we want to view, to view people who cannot wear a mask for one reason or another as a criminal? That dehumanizes them. That's the problem. The degeneration into violence, be it from the government, be it from organized or quasi-organized groups, or be it individuals. If we accept that violence, then other people have to accept the use of violence to counter that. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. The acceptance of violence just breeds violence. It doesn't solve problems. And people can, can understand kind of the explosion of violence after a tragic event. People can understand. They can put themselves in that place and see how they can get there. But we've past that point. And that's now gone into other aspects of our lives. We have dehumanized the individual. We are now just members of a group or some faceless member of society. We are no longer ourselves. We are being dictated to be it from the president or the governor or the mayors, by executive fiat. And that's not how our government is supposed to be run. And that has descended down into the community at large. You know, the economic impact of coronavirus restrictions are also having a play in this street violence. So we're watching a combination of factors kind of create, you know, come together in a witch's brew. And the only way through this is for all of us individuals to reject the use of violence. We have to. 
if we want the world to be a better place, we have to make the world a better place. We can't do it by wishing. We can't do it by demanding other people do it. We have to do it. We say we want political change, but then why was I the only other person to try to run for this office? It's not just the system that's broken. It's our culture that's broken. We want somebody else to take the risk. We want somebody else to do the work, but we want the credit. Protesting is important. It brings notice to issues that have gone unresolved, but they get solved with work. They get solved by getting together with people who you disagree with and solving problems, coming to compromises. A little bit of empathy goes a long way. Too many people have lost their lives and their livelihood in the last four months, needlessly, for a wide variety of reasons. That tragedy is weighing heavily on all of us. I don't think there is a person alive that has gotten through this unscathed. Economically, emotionally. And we're not going to. It's going to be a long trip through this. And if we accept the violence now, it's only going to get worse. We can stop it. We can not ex We can demand that those in our circles reject violence and that's where it starts it doesn't start out there it starts here in our homes and in our hearts so please take care of each other love everybody good night